0: Today we have a special bonus episode for you. Peter Masciani joins us now. Peter is a top trial partner at Reichman, Jorgensen, Lehman, and Fellberg. He is a seasoned attorney with nearly 25 years experience focusing on ESI, e-discovery, electronic evidence, information governance, and knowledge management related matters. Peter is here to talk to us about a landmark Google case around searching on the site. So Peter, what's this case all about? And of course, Thank you so much for for being here with us on this bonus episode.
1: Hey Gabby, hi Laura. Thanks so much for having me on today. Um, So this Google case is about searching. The US Department of Justice and the state attorneys general are accusing Google of monopolizing search advertising. So um, there's a monumental amount of data you can imagine around searching and search advertising. Um, And the only way to win this case is to find a nearly infinitesimal needle in a nearly infinite haystack.
2: So just to jump on that, I feel like any case with Google is going to have an insane amount of data. I mean, Google is the search engine. Sorry, Bing, no offense. If anyone is like a Bing fan who's currently listening, Or explore, which is all you bing heads out there. Sorry. We don't don't (laughs) care about you. We're talking Google today. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's just that's got to be a lot of data.
0: I mean, it's also just to jump in like it's 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 its own verb now, like to Google. We don't say to search it online like we say Google it. So, I'm out, yeah, I'm adding it to my resume. Like, it, honestly, I'm not
2: looking for a job, so don't get excited, listeners. But I feel like it's good to have like on my resume, I'm like, I'm excellent at Googling. It's a skill.
1: No question, no question. Well, there's a, a really interesting thing about this case that occurred, which is a term came up that the judge, both the DC federal judge and the Google attorney had never heard before. Uh, the term is a petabyte, a pet, petabyte of
2: data. Well, Peter, before you go into that, uh, Gabby, how many terabytes are in a petabyte of data? You're just being mean right now.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we've played um, this game think in I the can past. Make any skin to tell you. Yeah. you never asked me about a petabyte. Yeah, it was the order. It was like,
2: it, um, what's the more data? And we'll ask right now. What's more data, a gigabyte or a petabyte?
1: Well, a petabyte is quite a bit more. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Peter, thank you, tell- Peter.
2: Peter, tell us about it.
1: Sure. Tell well, us about a petabyte. Um, it, uh, a petabyte is equivalent to 1,000 terabytes or 1 million gigabytes of data storage. Um,
0: That's what so I was going to say.
1: A, no, I'm yeah, kidding. I have, oh, Sure, I, I knew. You have it spot <laughs> on. So, but I have a real, real world example. Uh, the average 4K movie is 100 gigabytes of data. So that would mean one petabyte of storage could hold 11,000 movies, 11,000 4K movies. How about wow. that?
0: Like I don't even know. I can name a little. We're watching a lot of movies, won't yeah. they? Like, uh, that's, that's a, a large. Lot of
2: yeah, a large collection right there. That's a cinephile, <laughs> right there. <laughs> a lot of
1: popcorn uh, good. for this uh, discovery, man.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Mm. Exactly.
2: So, Peter, for getting kind of back into the granule with this case, you're a top trial. Uh, partner. And so I, I think we really wanted to bring you on to talk about this case because you can kind of give the perspective of the the attorney and really dive into that. But you also do have the background of the tech side. And so you can kind of you know, you obviously know what the data load is, which is huge um, and and everything that goes into that from storing, hosting, reviewing all of that data to try to win the case. So can you kind of dive into more on this case for us? Because we're, we're excited to hear your your perspective.
1: Oh, certainly. This is, uh, it's all about the filtering in this case, um, getting, it, getting the right amount of data into the system that we're actually gonna ultimately review and that our trial attorney is going to have to look at is uh, um, the problem and the solution here to this case. Um, it, it's what's interesting to me also is that it's not just a petabyte. Just just to go back for a moment, there are multiple user sessions, so we're talking about multiple multiple petabytes. This is that's not a cap there; that is a starting point. So wow, yeah. we really have to implement the highest level of technology on the front end to make sure that nothing nothing at all that is of course duplicate anything that's we will do this we do our normal processes but the algorithm the algorithmic methods we need to put on uh, one needs to put on for this would have to be like an orchestra you'd have to have serious algorithms um and that's what we would coordinate for this type of uh, data dump
0: wow and and where does one even start with that um you know because i know you said You know, you'll have your your kind of standard practices, but with this volume and this amount of data, is there like a game plan, a strategy of how you would kind of start? Well, well, like um, a lot of projects, the first thing to do is to understand the data. So
1: that's really the most important part is to get in early and evaluate what's there. Uh, Before doing that, saying anything would not be proper. We need to see what's there. And understand fundamentally what the nature of this data is and how it either iterates or duplicates. That's a human process. That's something that we look at after seeing the data, after looking at many different ways. And we, as a team, look at uh, everything that's available, and we decide on the course again based on what's there. You, you do a very different thing if you if you have uh, you know different matters. You make a very different soup right, if you have different ingredients. So the first thing to look at is what are the ingredients here, what are the specific ingredients, where are the the, the, the giant uh, pieces of information, what are they? Maybe they can be called down very quickly. Um, but if we can't, we certainly need to address those and then categorize and implement, uh, I can think of several tools, but to say any one individually isn't uh, the proper course.
2: I mean, and you also have to look at a case this size is not a case that's going to go away in four or six months. I mean, that's going to be years. And so when you look, most likely um, could potentially settle, I don't know, that would be a you question, Peter. But assuming that with this size data and this type of case, it's going to go on for years. That is expensive. And yeah, we're looking at a company like Google, you have tons and tons of money, don't get me wrong, but you're looking at just to host the data alone in a platform and how much it would cost to process all of that data, then to host all of that data, not to mention the attorney's time to review that data. I mean, this is an expensive case.
1: This will go down in history as one of the most expensive uh, cases for e-discovery ever. Should it go to term? Yes, yes um should it go to trial certainly there, there is there's no possibility of preventing an enormous spend however uh it can be capped it can be categorized it can be changed there's no uh reason to have this go off the charts the old methods won't work with this and i think that's the the primary thing to understand is that we need to it needs to be addressed immediately and with the cutting edge technologies that we understand now that we can use it, it, it there's no way this should be started in any course but through algorithmic technology and application of human knowledge to get this data ingested, uh, if at all, properly. I, I'd stop at ECA and, and say you know, our early assessment is the critical part here. We cannot be dealing with petabytes of information going to trial. It just doesn't work that way. It, it, that's that's just not the math.
2: Yeah, and and I'm kind of curious more on this case like how did this case happen do we know any details on kind of what led us to this or anything I'm just thinking like you know if you're going to have a giant case against Google you're coming and you're prepared you're you're like there's a reason I'm doing this I'm ready to to handle this and and kind of you know I don't know I, I'm I'm just curious on that
1: well I, I happen to know personally the uh, lead attorney general, the Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser is a classmate from Swarthmore, class of 1990. Thank you. And uh, he is the one shepherding this. He's an antitrust uh, expert, I'd say, and he is certainly um, has all his ducks in a row before launching uh, anything like this. In fact, he was able to rally um, all the other attorneys general behind him um, for this litigation. So I'm sure that his theories are solid. The question is, can I? just like uh, the job I do every day, can I get the data to the trial attorneys? Uh, so that they can use it and win. And that's what I do every day. Is I, you know I evaluate millions of documents. we categorize, you know we, we work together on this law as well um, on several matters. And it's um, really a, my job is to take data and make it digestible so that we can win a trial. And uh, this if, uh, a, if a dinner is a lawsuit, this is a tremendous banquet.
0: Nice. Now I'm a little hungry. Um, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's really interesting. I mean, so how do you think this trial, um, or this case, you know, will kind of? Do you think it'll impact the way? Uh, how do you think it'll impact e-discovery moving forward? Since you know, it seems like with the technology moving in the way it is this amount of data might eventually be like par for the course is that, or is that a wrong assessment?
1: No, in fact um, what's happening is they're actually creating new software to deal with these, uh, with this volume of of information, with this volume of data. It's actually um, bespoke code that's being created right now, um, which may um, then be implemented hopefully uh, in the industry. It seems like um, once a software is created, It'll either be monetized or somehow uh, be you know, um, spread through the industry. And this is a, a case of first impression in a lot of ways because of the volume. So, yes, there are new technologies being created, and that may affect e-discovery entirely going forward, precisely for that reason. Right. Uh, necessity. Right. The mother of
2: invention. Necessity. No, you're you're definitely correct in that. I mean, I think e-discovery, as we've mentioned multiple times on the show, is constantly changing, and it's always important to kind of know who are not only the key players but the up and coming players. And so, knowing that technology, because you look at a. Key- case like this and i don't know the data type that you know is in this but let's say it's just emails okay then you can probably say we're going to spend money on just one platform here but let's say it's phones and other things let's say it's text messages as well you know typically you need to add another software for that let's say it's excel files that's another software and so trying to figure out all of these while reducing spend is crazy And you look at a company like Google, like their, their whole thing is going to be, we're Google. Like if I'm them, I'm like, I just want to settle this case now. But if somebody is coming and saying, I want to sue Google, they're like, you're either settling for an extreme amount or we're just going to press forward. And so it's not just on Google that's spending the money. It's, you know, everyone against Google. It's even the people representing Google. They may be getting paid, but think about their other clients, you know, as and and that kind of is what makes me want to ask the next question to you, Peter, is as a trial partner, it's hard to say, you know, this case is more valuable to me than that case. But how do you kind of do that if you have like, you know, two major cases going on and then a third case comes up and it's like, Peter, I need you. How do you kind of shuffle through that? Because I imagine that all of the people on the Google case, this is a priority, but it doesn't mean that all of a sudden they don't have their other caseload.
1: That's absolutely true. And what's most important is to have the right team and to be able to iterate your processes and have that ready to advance. Um, there's uh, an, a gigabyte of prevention, right? We we talk about it a lot uh, when it comes to information governance. And a similar practice is important when it comes to trials, because if you know the plan, you certainly can then hand it off to the members of your team who you know have done it before, we are going to follow, and then it becomes more managerial instead of having to operate every single piece like most businesses you need to be a a good manager and empower the right people and that's how you can scale
2: yeah no that's that's fair i think um kind of diving back to the google case how do you think it's going to end do you think that they're going to take it all the way or do you think that they'll end up trying to settle
1: um do you have a crystal ball
2: I, we, we always, I, I think ball. I have one. Oh, yeah, yeah. We like to ask the questions that people don't know the ad. like I'm like, we always ask, what are the trends and where's the next five years going to go? And we expect if you come on our podcast that you obviously know the future. That's why you're here. Sure. So tell us the future.
1: Well, my prediction as a trial attorney is it goes to trial. And uh, that is always my hope, because I believe that the truth comes out of trial. And uh, our team at Reitman, Jorgensen, Lehman, Felberg, of course, is uh, the team to choose for trial, I like to say, take us to trial right? or put us on trial, because what you'll find then is you'll find a team that's going to, of course, um, be able to excel. But of course, the trial teams that will be implemented here will have similar skill and ability. Um, and I, I love to, the, to see the nature and the workings of the trial itself, because I really do feel that justice uh, results, and sometimes settlements uh, aren't always fair. They, they, unfortunately, are a result of uh, processing inefficiencies and things like this, where you have a petabyte of information or multiple petabytes, and then Google has some kind of power to say, "Well, we'll settle for maybe less than they should because we're dealing with the discovery dispute." Well, that's certainly not fair. So that's something that we should address with respect to the justice of this situation. That that that's certainly unjust, and uh, I don't think that that should be considered. So, uh, yeah, going to trial. <clears throat> excuse me, is something that I think is powerful, because it certainly puts others on their heels and lets you know that we're ready to go the full way in the fight.
2: I actually like that you say that, because I think, you know, and you and I have done some work in the past um, with, you know, me assisting on the tech side and you assisting on the the legal side. Um, And it is a it's a powerful thing that I think you do and that I I admire is when you get a case, you do want to go to trial where I think so many lawyers just figure, how do we settle the case? Because they think my client doesn't want to pay to go to trial and my client will, won't have to pay as much if they settle. But, but I think that's sometimes it's, you know, for the client's sake, sure. But other times you're almost doing an injustice to your client because by going to trial, if you trust yourself and you're a good trial attorney, then you're going to trial because you believe you're going to win. And in which case your client's going to end up getting their money back at that point, getting more money at that point and utilizing the right technology while going to trial is just going to make that happen even, even more. So I appreciate that you're saying that. And I'm going to root for Google to just continue on to trial so we can kind of watch it happen. I think for their budget, they're going to be in trouble, but I'm, I'm excited to and see how how this case kind of really does end up panning out.
1: Yeah, And let me just say, it's not that we always want to go to trial. I guess it's that I feel that you find out the truth at trial, right? The jury is the finder of fact. And that's when the truth comes out. And it's really hard to hide the truth in front of 12 peers. It really is. So what we do best is we bring out the truth. And what we don't get hung up on our procedural hurdles or other discovery or other related Matters where we're going to get tripped up and not get to the truth. If the truth comes out sooner, that's perfectly fine. We're happy to win on summary judgment, but it's often the party that is telling mistruth or that is obscuring the truth that wants to not go to trial, and we are happy to be part of a team that is looking for truth. And we often find it at trial, and that's what we're best at.
0: Oops! All right, and uh, I was I was muted for a second. Um... One more question or one last sort of thought about this, this case is that, you know, the obviously it's a really important case for e-discovery, but it also, you know, is the, the part of a big part of it is about monopolizing search advertising, which is kind of a, you know, it's a big deal. So can you like, just Break that down a little bit oh. more uh, for us before we let you go. In its simplest
1: terms, um, the search engine is configured such that companies uh, is alleged to conf- be configured such that companies that Google has an interest in are pushed to the top. Uh, simple enough. So and and have cost incentives and other price incentives uh, for those specific companies, which means, of course, that companies that aren't part of that group are uh, right. It's disadvantaged uh, unfairly.
0: Right. Exactly. And as you said, that's why it's so important for the truth to come out, as you were saying, and, and for um, the technology to be there to discern all of this data so that that can happen
1: accordingly. Right. It levels the playing field. What what right. field will find happens often is they don't have the ability to sue because it does cost a lot to both uh, file a lawsuit and go to trial. All, every part of it is expensive. Um, there are other financing arrangements. Some, some, it's interesting, some investors do litigation financing now, where they'll evaluate a lawsuit and actually partner up with the inventor, with the patent holder, for example, and enable a lawsuit. And this is really a terrific thing. I think it's, it's facilitating that part of the market because otherwise, there is no way to battle the giant, right? It's David and Goliath. Um, we had a terrific success uh, just last year. Um, we our, our client Densify, we sued um, VMware um, and we won. We won a, a terrific verdict, nearly $250 million. And it was it went to trial. We won a trial and the jury saw the truth. The truth was that this giant behemoth danced with our client and said, oh yeah, we like this, we like this. And then just decided to make it themselves and ignored the entire patent law. And, and it, it just was outrageous. But because they felt like they could, right, like a lot of situations in life, the bully feels like they could. Well, no, I'm sorry. We're the ones who fight the bully and we win. Yeah, that's it. So it's really, it's it's a fun, sometimes it's really fun uh, to win the fight. And other times, honestly it's a large company and maybe it'll be a trade secret matter where a group leaves the company a big company and they'll start their own company and you you have to create things on your own you can't steal so that that those moments we're on the side of the large company and you could see why there's absolutely no why would the large company not want to protect their assets their resources all the money they spent to create this product this the process whatever it is well that's what we do is we protect that and we prove that at trial, and the jury can see what happened. They have to put together the story, right? So we tell the story. Well, look, here's the evidence. This is what happened before. This is what happened after. And look now. So you tell us, jury, what do you think? And it's often a compelling story.
2: Uh, Peter, your cape is showing a little bit. Your cape? The, the, the superpowers, no one gets that. Come on, the superhero here coming in that
0: was a good one, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I All right. it. Well, we are. We are at least, the, uh, at least Justice I League. think I'm funny. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, there we go. Justice the League tech, of ESI. Like the, the tech and, Justice uh,
2: League. Yes, I like and, it. And we can certainly the yeah, technical we have legal powers. Yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah, I like to implement uh, yours as well. Right? I Need to trigger you. You certainly have superpowers <laughs> as well.
2: Yes, I love it. Well, Peter, thank you so much for coming on the uh, that Tech Pod today. Thank you for diving into this bonus episode and kind of giving the people more of a breakdown on the Google case. I think it was really helpful for all of us. And we're going to keep uh, watching this case as it unfolds and, and see what happens. So thanks again, Peter.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you, Gabby. It was great. I really appreciate the time. Be well.